Welcome everyone to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. I'm Tim Chelsvik, and across the table from me, one Mr. Matt Drury. What's up, what's up? We got an awesome podcast uh, on tap today. Of course, we got the madman, the mad scientist, Mark Drury, in studio yep. with us, which is rare, so it's always good when we get his opinions. And we got a special guest, one that has helped our uh, company in, in the 30 years in more ways than I can think of, and Mark can probably expand on it way better than I could, but we have uh, Ronnie Cuz Strickland from Mossy Oak with us. What's up, buddy? Hey, glad to hey. I love modern technology. I don't understand it all, but this is really <laughs> cool. And I'm glad you guys invited me, man. How's it going? It's going great. We couldn't be more thrilled to have you, buddy. Well, I'm glad to be here. Always good to see Mark. It fires me up to see him. You know, I'm a little jealous because he hadn't changed. Neither has his beautiful wife. I'm going to get some DNA out of them. They look the same as they have for 30 years. It's crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, we hear you, brother. We what about you. Terry? You didn't mention Terry. <laughs> Terry, Terry Terry's the, he's the fine aging gentleman along with me, which moves him up on the respect scale. But I don't know. He hadn't aged as well as his brother. <laughs> he's had a hard life, let me tell you, if you only knew. <laughs> and to think we're only a year apart. That's <laughs> Actually, Terry's 10 years older than me, so <laughs> great example to live by. But to, to Matt's point, it, by and large, without Cuz, we wouldn't have Drury Outdoors. I mean, Cuz is who introduced me to, to Toxie, and I was friends with Cuz probably a couple years before he even made that introduction through the turkey calling circuit. So, I mean, and I've told Cuz this before, what he has meant to our brand, yeah. to our, you know, the reason we're here. I mean, you know, he introduced me to to toxie and then back in the early days like terry and i were starting it was cuz's line i was lighting up cuz what camera do we need how do we do this <laughs> where do we edit our videos when they're done he was like you need to come down here to jackson you know i don't know if you recall that stuff i'm sure you do but uh we edited at the same place he was posting awesome video works well that's Steve i'm humbling Hendry. and i'm not worthy of that praise but i appreciate it and it was it's fun to watch you guys because y'all have clearly clearly set the bar you could have done it with any critter you chose whitetails which is probably wise but you guys are clearly the bar out there and very honored at moss elk and especially for me to even say i hang out with you guys from time to time so so back in the day is there something that you either one of you can remember like a, a defining moment together or a uh, a funny story that something that we could share with the audience that that sticks out Oh, I got lots about Mark. You know, what people don't understand about Mark, and, you know, when I introduced him and Terry and they were inducted into the Outdoor Legends Hall of Fame, which was a big deal, and all the family members were there, that was a special, special day. But, they, you know, I can remember, I remember Mark from being in the turkey calling world. He was at such a high level. You know, he won that natural voice thing. Not, he, not just with a turkey call. He could do it without. He was so talented in that turkey world and when y'all chose deer to be your main focus i was like golly i hope they're as good at deer as they are turkey it's just very humble everybody there has been very humble and that that is a character trait and i'm proud of them we're proud of you too brother i mean it wouldn't wouldn't be without great friends and great partnerships i mean that's what drury outdoors is based on is friends yep. and partnerships yeah. and it all starts right there with cuz i mean i met cuz i don't know where we first met i suspect it was somewhere in in mississippi or perhaps you were judging a contest somewhere else but we met i want to say in like 86 or 87 uh, yeah if memory serves me and we met through turkey calling and then um 
he got hired at Mossy Oak. And actually, you were with Will at the time, and you invited me to be on Will's video, uh, The Truth Too, was it not? Yeah. That's it. So, That's it. We were... We, we, I met you in Natchez at, uh, it was the, one of the Levi Ganger things, you know, and uh, just heard you call and, you know, started a conversation. But yes, back then it was all the passion was about sharing, sharing. And I, I, I had this, I noticed there was a lot of really talented turkey callers from Missouri and up north. And I just kind of wanted to pick their brain and it just so happened you and I hit it off. But you know, you were, when I first met you, you were just still in college, just coming out of college, and you were just focused like a laser to be in this industry. And I always said, man, passion will trump everything. It, it trumps education. It trumps money. And y'all certainly had that. But Mark was a, uh, we used to call him, I used to call him slick, man. He was always the best looking, had that hair done. He was by <laughs> far the best looking turkey caller on the circuit. Yeah, You're blushing yeah, right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've seen those pictures and I'll, I'll dig one up and we'll put it in the video version of this podcast. I don't I, know if best looking comes to mind. No, no. <laughs> Well, it's, relative. It, it's relative to the crowd that you're working with. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. what, what's fun for me is to get the That's hear why these I hung st- out with Stoltz all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> the, the fun thing for me in these stories is that everyone has a start. Like, everyone has to start somewhere. And you kind of you see people or meet them at a certain point in their career, and you don't necessarily get a full uh, appreciation for the path that led there. Yeah, by and large, most most of the times, no matter which side of the aisle you're on, Moss Yoke, Realtree, the Bone Collectors, Drury Outdoors crew, it doesn't matter. Like, everybody got to start somewhere. And it's usually that hard work and effort that mm-hmm. the, the founders of these companies and the early guys that started there, like, you know, like Cuz with Moss Yoke, they, they put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And, and, you know, what I think people see now, if, if they tune in for the first time ever, or they're a new fan or a younger person, it's like, man, these guys got great ground and, you know, they're killing these big deer. And, you know, Cuz, you mentioned like you weren't sure if these guys would be as good at killing deer as they were as, at turkeys. Well, in those early years, you know, it was. We weren't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a lot of two year olds. <laughs> but a lot of year and a half olds. <laughs> those were the trophies, you know. So you got to work your way up and, um, you know, you just got to stick with mm-hmm. it. And, and it's a lot about who you know or that just the timely matter of meeting someone or getting introduced to someone. It is. And to Cuz's point, being willing to help. Like, yeah. I never got to know when I'd call Cuz up. Mm. Cuz, I need, I need you know, your advice on this camera, he'd tell me what to do. Tripod, tripod head, you know, how to film the hunts. When, when we started mad calls, first person I called was cuz cuz, how do I handle a writer's hunt? He goes, put these six guys in your pocket and don't ever walk away from them. And I did to a T every one of them he told me to. And those were the guys that helped, you know, build the brand from a marketing standpoint. He's a genius, you know? So it was an easy lead to follow. I promise you. Well, and, and guys like cuz, so cuz you and I met, I don't know if you recall this, you and I met at the legends of the outdoor hall of fame meet and greet where the juries were inducted into the, into the hall of fame. And I asked you for an interview. And at the, t- at the time I wasn't associated with anyone. I was just kind of a standalone little outdoor media thing going and you gave me like 15 or 20 minutes on my show and you didn't have to. And so that, that just kind of goes to your character and kind of that openness and willingness to work with people regardless of their stature. So I appreciate that and just wanted to say thank you. Hey, well, I've been, I've been lucky. I tell people all the time, look, I could be the produce guy at Kroger in Natchez, Mississippi. I used to do that. I could still be that guy. I've been 
so blessed with the arm of God and divine intervention to even be mentioned in the same name with people like Toxie Hayes and Mark Drury and all that. And I never take that for granted. And, uh, you know, I don't, you God can give you that left hook and tell you to start over. I don't want to do that anymore. And it's, it's easy. It's just treat people with respect, you know, and it, it's, it's, I tell the young guys when we were hiring them all the time, when you go to camp, I said, act like your mom's watching and you won't ever have any people issues. You know, it's, I learned early on when you're kind of outclassed, whether it's education or whatever, people will do more for you if they like you. And buddy, I needed a lot of help when I was learning. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have fast forward, you know, 30 years later, you guys shared a turkey camp together this year, didn't you? Absolutely. With the great Paul Butsky. Absolutely. And Cuz has got one heck of a song game now, I'm telling you. He was new to it, but he jammed right in there. Little known fact about Cuz, he was in a band. Oh, really? That cut a record. What? Absolutely. That's pretty, it's pretty hard to believe. Now, look, this was in the late 60s, and music sounded different. He played. But I, I, I do have a lot of rhythm for a 64-year-old Caucasian guy, but I cannot, <laughs> in my wildest dreams, call like Mark and Paul did, but you know what? Nobody cared. That was a cool thing. And you knew those personalities. I wasn't scared to chime in. Neither. It was all about is like telepathically. We were telling each other what to do and when to do it. I've never had as much fun on a turkey hunt hanging out with those two guys. He killed one live on Facebook, which was yeah, so yeah. cool. It was an honor for me to, you know, film him kill one live on Facebook. So much fun. And then you got you have a your own YouTube page, right, Cuz, where you put uh, the, is it Cuz the Cuz four one one, where you put yep. that some of that weekend's hunts up there. I did. I, you know, I, I I told you I was determined to figure out. I was going to be one of the older guys that kind of stuck with the social media and. I hadn't put a ton of effort in it. I got a lot of videos up there, but I'm, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just fascinated with what works and what don't. And Lauren edits all that. She's a great editor and a great ear for music. And we're having a lot of fun and, and finally getting a lot of views. It hadn't been promoted, but you know, like this uh, spring, my youngest grandson, who's only six, Ben, we call him Cranky. Uh, he got hung up with me on a bad turkey, and the, what we call the Cranky Chronicles just went nuts. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to having Cranky out there this fall and uh, letting him get his first deer. But it's it's a great way to stay in touch, and uh, there's not a lot of how-to anything on it. It's just kind of behind the scenes of what's going on with me, and uh, it's been it's been received well. But hey, if you if you're not involved in social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, whatever. You can become irrelevant real quick, and, you know, I just ain't ready to do it because I still love this stuff, and we got a whole new wave to train. Well, and that's, I think that's the key point right there. You know, like if you, if, if we all talk a good game, we got to introduce new people. We got to get the younger demographic. Well, you, you know, you got to act, and, and by going out there and, and doing things you're not comfortable with or might not have all the knowledge on but trying to learn it, that's the best way to do it, and, and I think, people follow along and they they gravitate towards it so i commend you buddy well it's about all technically i do if i didn't have lawn here i would struggle with it but you know what i've had so much fun with that it, it really is and you are hear negative things about this and that and there's always haters but my experience by far has been very positive and it keeps you in touch and man you're never too old to, to learn i paid a post the other day on instagram about the my camera rig for vlogging and how I'd rigged it up. And I got 
inundated with questions because I didn't put, you know, descriptions in the link. Well, buddy, I put some in there the next day about this mic and this adapter and all that. <laughs> you can still teach people stuff. And, you know, that was a really cool, frugal idea where you can get great 4K footage. So, yeah, staying relevant is kind of important. Well, yeah. With that being said, should we move on to the question of the day? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. The question of the day is brought to you by the Lacrosse Alpha Burley Pro. Tread lightly, hunt confidently. Hello, this is Benjamin Leonard from Kabul, Missouri. My questions relate to hunting on cattle land. What are the biggest obstacles to hunting on cattle land? How do you overcome those? Are there any benefits to hunting on cattle land? And is there any option for doing a food plot in or around cattle. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, a lot of folks don't have, they can't be that selective in the properties that they hunt because what they've been given access to is, is what they have. And, and myself included, I hunt a property that has cattle on it, and boy, it has its challenges. So, Ditto. yeah, so Cuz, uh, and Mark, what do you guys think about that? I'm going to let Cuz lead on this one. I, you know, I don't, I've never asked Mark that question, to be honest with you. It's a great question. Uh, I personally hate, I just hate being around cattle in the fall. It's not that it doesn't seem to be that big a deal in the spring. It can actually be a positive in the spring, but same thing happens down here. You occasionally get on ground that's got cattle on it. I avoid it at all means. When I bought my farm, it had 166 head of cattle on it. And you couldn't find a deer within five miles. It was, they deer do not like them, in my estimation. Uh, matter of fact, what I would tell that guy is, uh, you know, try to find what area on that farm that the cattle can't get to. That's where I'd go. If there's any deer that are using that, that world, they're going to, I think they'll be away from them cattle because it, there's a whole lot that, that, that goes into that if you've got to deal with it. You know, what, have they always been there? Did they just get there? How many of them? When are they calving? Because they will give you away and just, mm -hmm. it's a it's a absolute pain. I, I'm assuming Mark feels the same way. I do feel the same way, and we've talked about this before, and we generally get banged up by the cattle industry. You know, they're <laughs> like, hey, quit hating on the cows. <laughs> we love hamburgers. <laughs> but they compete for food source uh they're moving around a lot deer don't like that activity in and around them they're taking away their browse they're taking away their cover and yes you can kill deer in and around cattle country we do it all the time on our texas lease but a lot of it has to do with how many cows are in the atmosphere with the deer yeah. how crowded it is yeah. if it's too crowded the deer are going to move to the next mm -hmm. property or the next available cover or food if however he's got you know the cattle population isn't as bad mm -hmm. um take right now in drought situation you can't have as many head per acre as you could when it's raining you know so it really depends and it varies because the thing that i've noticed is that cattle guys inevitably are going to rotate pastures so yeah. you've got to rotate away from the cattle and, and the best thing you can do is have communication with that guy and say where your cattle going to be in october november december mm -hmm. and make your plans around that um I, i've got a lease that is got 4,000 head on it right now, but I know, and, I, and we have a good enough relationship, they keep them out of the best hunting pastures during the fall for us because we, we've worked a deal out, sure. you know, like that. So they're nice about that. There are other areas where we can't put a food plot because they just trounce it. However, I yeah. go in there and top dress it with clover. 
every spring and i've got corners of that farm where the deer love to come out when the cattle aren't there that are just these lush clover fields because i keep top dressing it each each spring and the, and the farmer didn't mind so you can navigate in and around them and kill them uh but it does make it much much more difficult the rut's the best time when they're covering ground you sure. know it, 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 the lease that i have it, it's a cattle farm and the, much to many of the points that mark made i communicate i text with the farmer nonstop. It, it, trying to figure out where he's going to have them it, by and large we don't have issues uh, unless like he, they break through the fences are yeah. and that seems to happen every fall and when that happens usually it ruins a uh, uh, like you know, weeks worth of trail cam pictures because it's sitting over a food source, which they completely, totally, uh, you know, annihilate. Like it's amazing what a cow can do or three or four cows, you know, can do to a food source, a small hidey hole food plot, yeah. you know, biologic plot, they'll wipe it out. It, it, it's nuts. So it, it makes it really difficult. You know, the point, I, I don't know if cuz or I think cuz made it, they'll follow you into your stand 100%. every time. And then they'll sit there and move <laughs> just staring at you. So you got to worry about your access. You got, you know, to, to try to help this guy. And if assuming, okay, he's going to be hunting on a cow, cattle farm, mm -hmm. he's got to really be careful about your access. You got to try to figure out, like these guys said, where they're at and try to be where they're not. You know, and and plan for your food plots. I've worked the deal out with my farmer where, you know, we've more or less got into an area where they should never actually end up and, and create carved out a little food plot. You know, so it, it's just a matter of trying to work around them because you can't work with them. Yeah, <laughs> it's my yeah. experience. There ain't no doubt about that. I drove up to my property last year for a hunt and they followed me like they always do. And they literally surrounded my vehicle and I got cowed in. I couldn't, I couldn't, I literally, I had to shove cows out of the way. They think you're out. food. They think yep. you're bringing food, basically, is yeah. what you do. Come to the realization of. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's yeah. dinner bell to them. A yeah, truck they think dinner. Fed, yeah. <laughs> so are there any, any natural food sources or any food sources in general that you have found you can differentiate that cows won't touch, but deer will eat, like acorns or things like that? You know, I, Mark was talking about Texas. You know, it's a difference in being around cows in Texas and Oklahoma because there's only, there's way fewer cows per acre out there than it is like where I live. Normal uh, precipitation out here, man, we can run so many cows per acre and out there is so many acres per cow. But, uh, you know, as far as, I hadn't found anything that wouldn't eat. I'm sure it is around, uh, I'm knowing, I mean, out in Texas and, and when it gets droughty out there, they'll eat that prickly pear. You'll see them with yeah, they all yeah. stuff in their nose. I don't know of anything they won't eat. And if there's not enough food out there, you will certainly lose your deer brow. So, yeah, they're as much as I love them, especially when they're up in the Whataburger. Golly, <laughs> I don't be around them during the fall very much. And if you had like a mineral site out and it was in yeah. an area that they weren't supposed to get into and somehow they broke through and got into it, look out because they will make a hole the size of, you know, a size yeah. of Texas. No question. It's unbelievable. They also seem to really love trail cameras. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Licking them, being in front of them, right. knocking them over. There's no question. But, you know, all that being said, one of my best spots during the rut is this pasture where all these cattle are right now, mm -hmm. but they take them out of there in the fall and everything, you know, they've got the green down to nothing. So then you have this new shoot of growth coming sure. up. 
and the deer will go to it inevitably. The same place with shed antlers. Mm -hmm. I find more shed antlers on our neighboring cattle pastures than I do on my food plots because it's the first green of the year. So sure. there are some benefits to them. They're a heck of a lawnmower. Yeah, they are <laughs> lawnmowers. So yeah. you, you just have to navigate around that. And when they're there, I just simply generally don't hunt there, especially if there's a lot of mm -hmm. them. Because you mentioned that you hate them in the fall, but you can love them in the spring. What did you mean by that? But, you know, turkeys are drawn to them. You know, you'll see turkeys out there flipping cow piles all the time, digging out the grain and stuff, and they just seem to go together. And uh, turkeys, doesn't, they don't seem to be as spooked by them. And maybe it's you're more stealthy easing in before daylight or something, but I can't I can't recall a spring since I was a little, you know, turkey hunting that I wasn't around cattle. And I'm assuming that's because they were sh sharing the same terrain and it didn't seem to bother me other than, you know, occasionally have a don't shoot, don't shoot, you know, because there's a cow back there. It's that like, man, I kind of look for him during the spring. I, I bet you Mark's on that line too. 100%. Those feedlots. I mean, that's where the turkeys are going to be. It's food for them, man. I mean, Oklahoma, where they're feeding their cattle, that's where we find all the strutter. Mm -hmm. we're, down in Texas, where they feed the cattle, that's where we find all, all the turkeys. So um, it, it's a, definitely a positive. The other thing that it does, turkeys love to see, and generally those cattle pastures, mm -hmm. the same thing we're talking about with the deer with reducing the browse, well, it makes it wide open, and those turkeys can see and strut and look pretty, and it's the first fresh green and stuff. So it's a, definitely a positive in the spring. I love cattle pastures sure. in the spring. Yeah, it's good to look for the opportunity opportunities because you you know you may be kind of stuck with a cattle property but look for the opportunity there and it's not all downside glass half full just exactly. do the best you Optimism. can with what you have you yeah know? yeah and we do it on that lease every every year it's <clears throat> the, i mean you know last year we had a hunt where the cow literally the, this they got out so we tried to go to a set they weren't at and they showed up about an hour later so we moved to another set and you know, end of the day, here they came, right? You know, we thought a deer's coming in. Nope, here they came. It's the cattle again. You, you know, you just take it. We're up there. We're hunting. It's not like we were going to leave. We're far enough from home. It's like, well, let's just keep changing our spots. So we try to lose these suckers. But sometimes it, it, it stinks, but you just kind of got to deal with it when that's your only spot, you know? Do you, guys, do you guys get that same kind of drop in your chest where you hear movement oh. that's approaching your stand and then – it's some, you know it's a big black cow and, and it's like there's something in your gut that just drops like yeah. oh, it's a big light down the feeling that the day is gonna <laughs> mm -hmm. you're done go yeah, down you, the yeah. toilet yeah i got up at 3 30 i did everything i had to do i drove an hour and a half i'm in my stand and 30 minutes after first light here comes a cow booning crockett cow yeah. yeah makes makes good video though so. yeah we have plenty of it yeah <laughs> Our Texas lease, like there are certain pastures where if, if the cattle are close, mm -hmm. we will not see the deer. Mm -hmm. Positively will not see them. Like if there's a shooter out there or a deer coming and the cattle start to come in, you can see their reaction. They turn around and flee. However, if they're not there, we see deer in, in certain spots every time. So literally we'll go set up and at the moment we hear or mm -hmm. see cattle, we just get down and go, go bounce somewhere else or try something different. So you know where they aren't. Yeah. <clears throat> try to get where they aren't. So, so cuz uh, kind of switch topics a little bit here, you know, off, off, uh, camera before the podcast, we were talking about, uh, what you've been up to lately and you've been super busy traveling and, and Moss Yoke's got some new stuff rolling out that, uh, kind of the point here rolling out. So come on, you share with us what you guys are up <laughs> to. Smooth. Well, you know, it's pretty exciting. You know, I love to try to be first and, 
Uh, actually, I, I have to credit my wife, Pam, on this one. We're, we're doing a ton of business right now, and it's just getting rolling with uh, StarCraft, who makes RVs. And um, so they, they're introducing actually three different models of a uh, Mossy Oak Edition StarCraft RV pull behind. Which is, you know, it's one of those things. I I never paid much attention to it. Got involved in this a couple of years ago. Well, they're rolling them out now. Took that long, but it's uh, they are very excited to have us in their world, and it's uh, they're very well done. I, I went up to the Starcraft uh, manufacturing spot. You know, ninety percent of the RVs in the world are made in Indiana, and. Uh, I went, I went to their plant, and they had a small sign, and they'll have them on the RV that says Amish made. Well, you go in there and watch those Amish guys building those RVs, which can have a, you know, they, they, some people think they're not that well, the, uh, well made, but those guys doing it, I was like, man, if I ever did buy an RV, I'd get one of these because it's Amish made. But, you know, some of the designs, the first RV show I went to was in Louisville, I spent two days there, and I walked in and out of every unit. I said, golly, they all looked alike. So uh, my wife got a, re uh, a request for some camel material and kind of did some CSI work. She said, this is the people at Jayco Starcraft. So I cold called them, and two days later, we were up there having a meeting, laying all this out. And the only, really, the only unknown was would the general public like a mossy oak decorated RV? Because a lot of people say, oh, that's going to be a camouflage box rolling down the road. Well, let me tell you something. They're gorgeous. Very well done. Beautiful graphics on the outside with our logo. And you can imagine the insides trim, pillowcases, beds, shower curtains, and people love it. I'm telling you, the camo thing, especially the mossy oak, it's kind of like a badge. A lot of people like to wear it, and they may not be able to hunt as good as you guys, and they may not have this, and they can't spend the time, but it still means a lot to them. And I'm telling you, I have learned that the RV customer and our customers are the same. So, and they have uh, kept me very busy. I've done many, many RV events where they roll them out. Last week I was in uh, West Virginia, Roy's RV Supercenter, and I will promise you 10,000 people came through there. That oh, it was crazy. Now they had free barbecue. I'm blaming it on that. <laughs> we were we were rolling those units out this weekend. I'm going to be in uh, Wisconsin, Kenosha, at a Gander Outdoors. Gander Outdoors has bought all the Mossy Oak units, nice. and it's kind of generated some excitement. So that's that and the new furniture line is what I've been dealing with, and it's educating people who necessarily not wrapped up in hunting into our lifestyle, which across the board they are fascinated with. So it's kind of like being an ambassador again. Yeah, I couldn't right think on. of a better one. I couldn't no either. <laughs> I wonder if they've thought about putting a shoot-through curtain on the windows on those. You just back them into the woods and use it as a blind also. <laughs> well, Terry, Terry's camera guy, Dad's got a trailer that he stays in on his farm, and his camera guy calls it a camper. So maybe we should just switch it out for one yeah. of these Mossy Oak campers Absolutely. and make it official. <laughs> hey, look, we're going down that road. I, it's fascinating to learn about that stuff, but they, uh, they have some leeway and they – the only comments we've heard is people want more mossy oak instead of less. Outdoor people, I'm telling you, they 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 get it, and uh, it's fun to watch this because you know it. You just can't get away from the fact that that our our, our hunting license sales, that no other number to go by, have diminished a little bit. 
and it's not because people don't like hunting or they don't like to eat wild game. It's, to me, it's a time issue. People are so busy that they just don't have time to devote like we do. So anytime you can get in that environment and get them in there, the first thing you know, we're talking about venison or talking about turkey hunting, and then little kids' eyes are lighting up. So it's been uh, it's been kind of fun for me. And actually, I got bitten a little bit by the RV bug in the midst of all this especially because of my grandkids and I bought my first one yesterday. Yes, I paid for it, but it's a <laughs> nice 18, 18 foot. They call it the extreme edition and it's jacked up five inches. It's got a sealed bottom. It's wired for solar. It looks like something you guys would use hunting. So I'm fixing to be an RVer here. <laughs> nice. Love it. Yeah. We'll have to look into Send that. Send us pictures, please. Yes, I did. Actually, I went and shot a, Cuz 411 yesterday, Lauren and I did, of the what they call, when you buy one, they do the, the walkthrough, which took two hours. Oh, taking man. somebody that's not familiar with it, going through the whole thing of this is what does this, this is how you do that. It took two hours, and I videoed the whole thing, and I'm going to, she's going to post that probably in three or four days on Cuz 411. Because, you know, I've told them it makes sense down here guys lease land and sometimes they lose it sometimes they cut the timber and they're constantly moving and i said man what a cool thing to have a mossy oak travel trailer that an rv that's pretty cool so uh, i'm gonna start actually i'm gonna do five or maybe six things this year and the tagline they came up with starcraft is home is where the hunt is so like that's that. what i'm gonna call my fall like, on i like it yeah yeah, you like never it. stop, do you? Huh? You never stop, do you? No, it's, you know, it's kind of fun. I, I had a guy that uh, that I admire one time. He's 10 years older than me. He said, he said, because you're kind of heavy, when you stop, you're going to really get sore, slow down. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going, baby. There you I go. love it. Keep yeah. it rolling, brother. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, cuz thank you so much for for joining us today on the show. It's 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 really been an honor having you on. We appreciate your contributions to the hunting community and and the fact that you ain't stopping anytime soon. <laughs> Before we head out though, is there anything you want to plug or, or or hit? I know we've talked about the cuz 411 and and you know, you're you alluded to your Instagram. What's your handle over there? Uh just cuz Strickland on Instagram uh, Instagram. And uh I started doing a Facebook thing and you know, I looked at my Instagram thing Lauren showed me. She said, man, I said, yeah, I was looking at the insights and I said, 80 or 90 percent of the, the people that follow me are young guys like between 18 and 30. And she said, like, dad, young people just use Instagram. Old people use Facebook. So I said, well, I want to get me a Facebook thing. But there, <laughs> there's so much cool stuff going on here. The fishing patterns at Mossy Oaks, crazy. The biologic, you know, the furniture. You're talking about a new world. If somebody wants to see the most gorgeous furniture you've ever seen in your life, uh, there's a new website. It's called Sunny Designs. Sunny Designs Furniture. Those people who've been in the furniture business forever came down and spent a week with us, four days, and kind of they were sketching and doing this, learning about our lifestyle, and they have rolled out some of the most tasteful, classiest-looking furniture I've ever seen. And I'd say the majority didn't, didn't even have any mossy oak on it. It's just lifestyle stuff. It's crazy. It's just beautiful. So there's so much positive stuff going on right now. I, I told Toxie I'm I'm to the age where I should be slowing down. I've been I'm busier and he is too than we've ever been. And that's the 
that's a blessing. So it's that is all a blessing, good. brother. It <laughs> is a blessing. Yeah. Well, we appreciate everything, buddy. Keep it up, and um, if you ever need anything from us, of course, just holler. We're there. Thank you, Coach. Hey, thanks. I watched Critical Mass, and I said, looking at that show, if you'd have seen Mark 30 years ago, he's like, what a journey. That 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 looks like network TV, CBS. You guys, I'm telling you, unbelievable job. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's very that. highest compliment right here. there. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate that. Great. Well, thank you to everyone who has tuned in to watch uh, on YouTube. And if you want to catch this show, the audio version of it, you can subscribe on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. We are all over the place, so it's not hard to find us. And it's just Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, right? Yeah, you can go to our website or you can search via your podcast app and find us. It's it's easy to do. You'll find us. Or they could download DeerCast and have them all. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. We're starting, uh, of course, August 28th, which this will probably launch near maybe a week before before that. Uh, That's when the new app comes out and it'll have all kinds of uh, DOD TV content. Of course, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and get a lot of it, but we're going to have a lot of exclusive content that only lives on the DeerCast app. And uh, it's a free app here in year one and and available uh, in iTunes and over on the Android uh, app store. So we're excited about that. Of course, as we lead into that, if you want more information about it, you can go to DeerCast.com, leave your email, and and we'll be sending you some updates and kind of bump you to the front of the line. What would you call it? Be be an insider, a DeerCast insider. That's right. So um, as we get closer, we'll we'll be pumping that. And, uh, of course, you can always find us on social media at uh, at Drury Outdoors. So. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in to another episode of Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. Until next time, safe hunting. Peace. See ya. This episode of DOD TV is brought to you by Lacrosse Footwear. We're adding new videos every week, so make sure to click that subscribe button and check out all of our amazing content.